today. My guest is a buddy of mine that I've been knowing for a few years now. Met him at the gym. Uh, I was always impressed by uh, his, uh, his strength, uh, physique, and even like, uh, I guess you can say, ordinary yeah. style of training. Yeah. Right? Right. You, I, because you definitely were the only one that were doing the stuff that you were doing in the gym at a twenty-four hour fitness gym. Right. So, um, they but were, they were the only ones that allowed me to. That's is that why, what it that's was? Why I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my guest today is uh, my man Sean Powers. Welcome on, man. Thank you very much. I'm I'm really glad to be here and and kind of uh, discussing everything. I mean, it's yeah. always an open discussion when it comes to fitness. Absolutely. I'm always welcomed by learning and you know speaking of and, mm. and everything that goes along with it That's absolutely cool. first of all let me say dude you look amazing Thank with you. with with this crazy uh year and a half that we've been uh going through man yeah. a lot of people that i've seen that or well, the last time i saw them was when everything shut down i mean completely honest you know they let themselves go right. and right. okay i mean yeah they're pretty stressed out and didn't have a gym to work out in but dude you, you look great dude. thank you you know i i look at that as um are you a one-trick pony yeah right i mean is it is the gym the only thing that keeps you in shape yeah right and that kind of proved it with yeah. some of these people that, that we know mm -hmm. like what happened to diet yeah i mean what happened to body weight exercises nah. What happened to, you know, keeping the fire going? Yeah. Uh, how easy was it that they said the gym was closed and all of a sudden you took the opposite route yeah. of what you were bragging about when things were good? So, mm -hmm. you know, where's your head at when, mm -hmm. when trouble trouble happens? You're really yeah. scared. Yeah, yeah, and it tested it tested the people a lot. And, and, like, and some of the people that, you know, that we know, you know, I see them and it's just like, holy shit like what happened you know but i mean yeah it's totally true i mean you have a you know are you a one-trick pony or you know you right. got some some shit up your sleeve like right. that we've never seen before or whatever it is but uh but i mean luckily for me i have a gym in my in my place so there you, go. <laughs> no, and, you know that's that's part of the point is uh, that you know you set yourself up right and yeah. maybe you didn't know that this was going to happen but you being going out to the gym and, yeah. and working out, we know because we know, yeah. right? We're in the know that that isn't the only way you can get into shape. Mm -hmm. So what you do to be successful as a coach, you have stuff at home, you create, you have your own little like laboratory at home. And yeah. just so happens that, you know what, it really needed to be used mm -hmm. for a gym, you know, not just the laboratory of creating, but people wanted to come down, people wanted to work out, yeah. you know, it was an escape. Mm. And, and you had it you were prepared yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and then you i mean me talking to you in the gym you've always been knowledgeable uh and, and with with fitness not just training but also nutrition as well but um i want to know how did it all started for you though so i know that you've you've been through your ups and downs you've competed uh you were also uh overweight as well yeah um so how did it all started for you like how what was like that moment where you're just like all right i need to do something about this well it, it kind of happened twice right so when i was younger um yeah i didn't come from the best neighborhood mm. so you know every, where'd you grow up um i well 
early on, I was in, on the East Coast, uh-huh. and then I moved to the West Coast. So, you know, in this particular point in time that we're going to talk about, it, it's East Los Angeles. Right? Oh, sure. So I'm on the street. I was born there. All right. All right. There you go. East right. Los. <laughs> right. Um, Primero Flats. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. So, um, you know, everybody in the neighborhood uh, was a tough guy. Yeah. Right? So you always had to have your own. You mm-hmm. always had to handle your own. And, you know, I was uh, 13, 14. And there was this one hot chick, right? And I'm like, it always starts with a girl, right? right? It and, always starts with a girl. And, and I wanted to date her, uh-huh. but somebody else wanted to date her. Okay. Right? So we got into a fight mm. and we both threw down as hard as we could mm. and nothing happened. Like really? nobody got hurt. We walked away like, did we even fight? So what? It was just like throwing each other around on the floor? No, we like... were throwing blows, but uh-huh. there was no damaging punches. Huh. Okay. Right? So, you know, I'd throw a right cross and, you know, hit him. And he'd just look at me and then he'd throw a right cross. So it was like rock and sock and robots, right? Okay. Just back and forth. And I'm like, shit, man, I got to do something about this, right? Mm-hmm. So he ended up dating her. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh-huh. So that kind of hurt my pride a little bit. Yeah. So I said, okay. Um, you know, my, my grandfather gave me a set of weights and it, it was just your basic like dumbbells, all iron though. This is from the 1940s, right? So it's mm-hmm. old school stuff. And when this was happening, it was in the 1970s, mid 1970s, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I've basically been under the bars since 1975, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there wasn't all these gyms. There wasn't all this knowledge out there. <clears throat> it was just push-ups, pull-ups, yeah. sit-ups. The basics. Whatever Rocky had on his movie, That's I right. was imitating because mm-hmm. around that time this happened, the movie Rocky came out. So that was kind of like, all right, I could do this. <laughs> I got motivated. I started uh-huh. drinking raw eggs. You know, I'm a kid. Oh, sure. Right? So okay. just, anything that Rocky did, I did. Yeah, you did it. Right. So, I, you know, I ended up getting stronger, mm-hmm. right? And maybe about six months later, this guy started, you know, talking smack, right? Mm-hmm. So I went up to him. I said, what are you talking about? He's all shit. You know, I kicked your ass, blah, 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 right? Boom, just freaking. Oh, is this the same guy? The same guy. Oh, this is the same guy. I just threw him a freaking just punch so perfect on his jaw. It was Uh like it was like a glass jaw and just clock. And then he went Uh down. Right. And at that point, I said, this shit really fucking works. Fucking Rocky was right. (laughs) Right. Right. Rocky was right. There you go. But was uh, was that girl there? Yeah. She was there. What did she do? She just like she got pissed off at me. Oh She's no! Like, oh my God, <laughs> you're hurting him. Oh my God, what did you do? Uh-huh. I'm gonna get my brother to kick your ass. I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever. I, I own. <laughs> I'm not good at the beach kicking sand in his face. Like, yeah, what, are you doing? Yeah. what are you gonna do about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, luck, luckily for me, mm-hmm. around that time, um, I had a few cousins that kind of moved into my house, and you know, um, I had a a bigger backyard, right? So, you know, and on the east side, you have houses that have, some of them have a half acre, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them have a quarter acre. I had a house with a quarter acre. Okay. And um, we just totally turned it into like the neighborhood gym. Yeah. Okay. We had the old stuff that my grandfather gave me. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cousin, one of them was a center for uh the dallas cowboys oh, sure. he got hurt 
So he wasn't able to play, right? Mm. Then I had another cousin who was a wrestler, right? And then I had another cousin that was Green Beret from uh, the army, oh, and he just got out of Vietnam. So I had all these cycles around me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd get me up early in the morning, and they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's only at 4 a.m., right? How old are you at that, at that time? 13, 14, 13, 13, 14. 14. Okay. So I'm up. Mm-hmm. They're using me as like a rag doll. Like, I'm going to train you, motherfucker. You're going to be this. You're going to be yeah. that. Right. So it kind of put that, that meanness in me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, like I said before, you want to bite something like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So we would do a lot of cross training. I'm calling it cross training because in the military, you, you do something, you know, like, um, push-ups, pull-ups, running, right? Yeah. And then in wrestling, you're using sandbags, you're using rocks, you're climbing trees, you're really trying to get your core strong, you're really trying to get your balance. Then when it comes to, you know, fighting and all that, now you're looking for speed. So you got your speed bag, you got, you know, your little drills that you do, your little punching drills, 30 seconds, one minute, one round timers and all that. And in between all that, we're lifting weights. So that was really kind of like the, the premise to what I do today. Yeah. And it works so well that I still use most of that stuff today. Yeah, you do? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, like I tell people, it's just like the movie Rocky as I reference, yeah. but then there's Rocky versus Drago. So you have mm-hmm. Rocky who's old school, running on the streets, broke, right? Yeah. Can't afford the big gyms and everything. And he's in, you know, the shithole. And then you have Drago who's got the money behind him and yeah. he's training with all the greatest and latest gear. He's getting strong, but still the old, you know, style gladiator training gets you strong, but it puts a seed in your head like you can't beat me. Yeah. You cannot outwork me. Yeah. And and that's kind of where I, I kind of drove that from. So that's where it all started right there and mm-hmm. then, huh? So you saw a lot of a lot of gains from from that. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I turned uh fifteen, uh I, I belong to this thing called uh, the 1,000-pound club. Yeah. Okay, so it was three lifts. It was a squat, deadlift, and a bench press to okay. reach 1,000 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And I was already able to bench press like 400 at 15. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just strong, right? Yeah. Just like a, I don't know, like a bulldog strong. And I, you know, deadlift, I mean, you can deadlift 315 easily, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. Mm. I mean, a lot of people struggle. I'm not trying to put any weight down, but it's not. But it was pretty easy. <laughs> it for was you. pretty easy for me. Yeah. So with the three lifts, I was able to. Those make raw eggs. Right. Right. Those raw, <laughs> those raw eggs. Right. <laughs> There's something to those. And you know, it was funny too because like I could crank out, you know, 100, 200 push-ups at like a moment's notice, just pop, yeah. pop, 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 and that really built my chest out. And I'm doing, you know. 30 pull-ups, I'm trying to reach 40. So I'm really just really light because I'm so uh, strong with my body. And running and carrying rocks and all that other, you know, throwing logs and just all that other stuff that you do um, really makes your your core strong. So if we look at our core, people think, oh, it's your abs. No, your core is is from your quads Mm. to the middle of your chest, Mm. right? That's your entire core. 
Because when you throw a punch, you're using your hips. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily using your abs. Yeah. The abs kind of come in with it, but it's the pivot first. Yeah. So what is that? Your legs, that's your quads, mm-hmm. that's your hamstrings. So these guys were like, especially my cousin <clears throat> that was a football player, he was like, dude, I'm, I'm on the line. Yeah. I got like 300, 400 pound dudes that want to knock me over. Yeah. I got to be quick. Mm-hmm. So he taught me, you know, do this, do that, lift this, lift that pull this, push that all mm. with your lower body. You know, obviously you want to do perfect form yeah. and you're going to get that strong with that being strong. That gave me like total stability. Mm. Right. So now I'm just like strong as a rock from my quads to my chest, shoulder lifts, mm. you know, lifts off the ground. That's all easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. all cake because yeah. you're using all the other muscles to get there. Mm-hmm. And it l- starts. Yeah. And then look, I mean, you're pretty, fortunate enough to have those three cousins everyone it sounded like each one of them had their own little style of training and you were just watching them and they were teaching you all that stuff and then you were able to just kind of just put it into 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 one thing yeah and they eventually moved Uh but they made me write down everything Mm. like they wanted me to be you know the next whoever and and honestly i at this it's kind of crazy um but I didn't even know who Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Do you know Arnold at that time? Until about 1984. Okay. Until uh, like one of his movies came out. I'm like, uh, who's that? Uh, I've never heard of that. They didn't want me to get involved in any of that crap. It's like, do your work uh, and then prove yourself. Don't tell anybody what you're doing. Like, just walk up to somebody. Yeah. And they give you shit. Fucking knock them out. And knock them out. Right. That's was the, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, but. yeah, but that was how it was back in the yeah. day, right? Yeah, like, that's the only way to like to really, you know, stand up for yourself or you know do something about it. And then, and then you had the other streets or the uh-huh. other kids in the other blocks, and then we'd all compete against each other, right? Because I had this yard, mm-hmm. we kind of you know squared off a little ring, and they'd come over and we'd just have like little you know smoker fights mm-hmm. to see who can do what and what can do who, you know, and. That really kind of puts you in the mind frame of like freaking training right. Yeah. Because you don't want to get your ass kicked because, you know, two streets down, you're going to have to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you, you know, take him out, mm-hmm. boom, he's, you don't have to bother with him anymore. So how, so when you first started, how much did you weigh? 155. 155. So with all that training, how much, uh, how much weight did you gain? 175. Oh shit! So I'm 175 at like 15, 16. 175, and I was such a bad kid, like oh, yeah? not badass kid, just such a bad kid. You notice I'm not talking about school. They're like, yeah. well, how'd you do all this training and go to school at the same time? I chose training over, over school, school, right? Huh. My cousins didn't give a shit. Yeah, I didn't yeah, give yeah. a shit. Yeah, and, and you know when um, little backtrack, you know when I was 10, my mom passed away, mm. and my father was off and out doing what he was gonna do. Right. Yeah. I, I don't ask questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. I mm-hmm. had two other friends that were just like that. They came from divorced homes. One of the dads was like in prison. Mm-hmm. The other mom left and I, just a whole bunch of shit. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we were like the perfect mesh of just not being able to do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. But in order to get in again, in order to get the girls, you know, you got to be the alpha. Yeah, because there's always going to be somebody out there that's better than you, right? Absolutely. And you know, I'm not thinking about school. I'm thinking, uh-huh. 
from thinking about titties and ass right? yeah. at fucking 15. Absolutely. Right? I, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't know what 15 year old is not thinking about titties and ass. Right, right. <laughs> and we didn't have the internet, so we actually had to go hunt. You got to go out there and hunt, you know? <laughs> we had but, to actually find our girls. But I mean, I mean, I guess your cousins didn't, you know, I guess they didn't care about, you know, you going to school as long as they knew where you were at and you were training yes. because they didn't want you to be out in the streets yes. in bad neighborhoods, getting all these fights. They know your situation at right. home. So I guess they were like, well, if he's not going to go to school, at least he's over here with us fucking right. training. They're not telling me what to do, yeah. but they're leading me, you know, a better life of what to mm-hmm. do, right? You needed that guidance at that yeah, time. Yeah, I did. And and anybody that comes from you know a, a rough neighborhood or a, a gang infiltrated neighborhoods like mm. like we did, yeah, um, it's about like a good percentage that you're going to turn out to get into a gang because mm. you need that support. Yeah, right. A um, lot of those people that right. that are joining gangs because right. because they need that support. They need that. I guess the the family that that you know uh, the camaraderie, yeah. uh, just you know all that. So. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference this a lot during this mm-hmm. podcast, but um, being an alpha, mm-hmm. you know, you tell them what to do. You know, you you don't take orders from nobody. Not as an asshole, but I'm not gonna follow you. Yeah. What you want to go? You know, beat up that dude. You want me to beat him up? Mm-hmm. All right, but it, you know, I'm not gonna do it for you. I'm yeah. gonna do it for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not. You are not gonna. You know, have your way over me. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I was threatened. Yeah. Right? I mean, of course, got jumped or whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, okay, okay, you jump me in or I give, I give, here's my lunch money. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, okay, fucker. I'm going to go back and train. I'm going to fucking get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you think you got me this one time you got three friends, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to get you when you're by yourself and I'm going to fuck you I'm up. Gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, so you gained 20 pounds. Yep. Uh, what were you eating? I know we know about the eggs, but what else were you eating at that time? That you put on that weight well if you're looking back in in the 1970s there were no protein powders yeah protein bars, bars or, nothing yeah. like that so my cousins you know made me like force me to eat they're like dude it's 2 a.m you're gonna eat a fucking steak I'm like okay but mm. i was burning it off right yeah so we would make steaks um we uh ate a lot of burritos Mm. <laughs> a lot of bean yeah. cheese burritos for the carbs and for the fats. Mm. Uh, a lot of egg whites, just in general. I mean, yeah, I was eating them raw, but I was also uh, eating powdered eggs. Okay. So I was drinking that. Um, I was taking uh, desiccated beef liver tablet tablets. Mm. So I was taking a lot of that. So that would be like um, organ meats. Right? Okay. I didn't realize all this stuff until later on when I really started getting into nutrition. I kind of looked back at my and they were your co- and your cousins were telling you to eat all this stuff, yeah. so they knew their shit yeah, though too. Though, they did. Huh? Well, my cousin uh, that was a football player, uh-huh. I mean, he had you know pretty much all that to eat, and you know yeah. same thing you know with my cousin you know from the military. Mm. You know he uh, they gave him those things in mess hall, and you know he knew that well. They all knew what was going to make you strong. Yeah. And it actually worked. Yeah. I mean, dude, they would give me milk. I yeah. mean, milk was not tainted back then. Uh-huh. So I would drink pretty much raw milk uh-huh. by the gallon. You're Just gonna finish down, this today. Huh? We would make uh a gallon of sun tea, right? Old school Lipton sun tea, mm-hmm. right? We put it out there and the next day 
I'd put a bunch of honey in it mm. and I would just sip that all day while I'm training. And that just kept giving me energy on energy. And, on and energy. I'm pretty sure you weren't, you know, tracking your food and how many calories, but now, now looking back at it, how much calories do you think you were eating at that time? Shit. I was, could have easily been eating five, 6,000 calories. Easily, right? Easily. Yeah. yeah, with with the steaks and, you know, burritos. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the thing is, is that when you're young and, uh-huh. and you know, uh, your body accepts all of that. Hell yeah. See, now fast food back then was like your mom or your cousin or somebody creating McDonald's for you at home. Yeah. There were, wasn't a lot of McDonald's on every corner or fast food places. It just really didn't exist. So, uh-huh. you know, when you went someplace, like you went to like Sizzlers. Yeah. And then you still went for the steak and the yeah, salad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I've always, you know, uh, I enjoyed it. I've always been like conscious yeah. about the way I ate because when my mom was alive, I mean, everything was homemade. Yeah. I never went out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a wholesome food. She yeah. knew how to cook. Mm. She knew what to put together. She knew balance. Mm. And then, you know, um, just kind of going back even a little further, um, my my grandma, right, yeah. she lived next door, right? Okay. And then her mom lived with my grandma. So now we're talking that my great-grandma, right, uh-huh. her mom, was born in 1878. So I'm getting all this ancestral knowledge yeah. from her about like all these like eat garlic and have oregano mm. and mix it together with this so she was kind of like that type of person and then yeah. my grandma was like oh no no you're gonna sit down and you're gonna eat this and you're gonna eat that and mm. so if i really you know put it together at 1878 and she's learning from her mom and her grandma maybe mm-hmm. looking at a couple hundred years of ancestral knowledge of a better way of living the original way yeah no refrigeration, no this and no that. Yeah. And and it really helped out. Like my grandma, well, my grandma uh, lived to uh, 96, right? Okay. Her mom lived to 99. Oh, sure. And no, they didn't smoke every day and drink every day like everybody wow. says, but um, they lived life. Yeah. And they lived through some of the shittiest times in, in the world. Absolutely. Right? We yeah. just lived through the pandemic. Yeah. My grandma lived through the Spanish flu and her mom lived through the Spanish flu. So yeah, yeah. They knew how to survive, uh-huh. and they, you know, they come from countries that they they weren't as sophisticated as mm. the United States, or it hit even worse. Yeah, so um, they got old world knowledge, mm. cheeses, you know, not to get you fat, not too many pasta, uh, I beans, yeah, but pasta, no, no, I, and I, you're Italian, right? Yeah, 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 I, I mean, I, yeah it's like weird, like <laughs> you're Italian, you're like pasta, it's like it's not that, it yeah. does nothing for me. Yeah. You know, I eat it and I shit out the same fucking rigatoni. It's like, oh, there I you don't go. digest it. It does not work. Yeah, it, just not, it doesn't work right. for you. So it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Another thing my cousins taught me, like, don't fucking eat something that's not going to work out for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could drink every once in a while, but, like, if you're going to eat something and you're going to get fat, like, yeah. you're going to get your ass kicked. You've created a lot of enemies, buddy. You yeah. need to stay on the fucking top. You need to stay on top. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You got all these women here that you can potentially get. That's how they used to draw me with the carrot in front of me as a woman. With you a got woman. all these chicks here, and you know what? We are uh, going to get you there. Yeah, so, yeah, It was pretty. It was fun. It was hard. But it, it was sounded fun. like fun. It know? was. They made it. 
and basically going through boot camp every day of my life. It was like yeah. these guys had me up early. Then they would run me, and then we'd have competitions in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, not just fights, but like we would find a street and we'd do pull-ups on the street. Like, like oh, how many shit. can you do? Yeah, yeah, I can do twenty. Yeah, fuck you, I can do. My friend over here can do thirty. All right, fucker, mm. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're always trying to get the edge over somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, in a you know, in a competitive way. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously now you do that. Somebody will pull a gun and say, "Dude, fuck you." You, you only did 20. Yeah, I only yeah, counted yeah. 20 because when I or shot you. Or they'll probably tell you, you know, leave me alone. <laughs> right. <You know>? right. <laughs> when I shot you, you stopped at 20. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only 20. <laughs> so, so, you know, with, with all that and your, and your cousins helping you out, you know, where did you take you from there then? Well, um, when they left, they, they were there for maybe about two years. Okay. Maybe a little bit over. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally... Did what they did, got married, moved on, moved back wherever they were from. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kept going. Okay. Right? I, and, you know, um, at that time, like, uh, it was funny, too, because I built this physique, yeah. right, that, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't have. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, the pop locking was coming out at that time. Oh, Barely sure. coming out, right? It was like the original pop locking, Rapper's mm-hmm. Delight type of pop locking, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, got together, joined a crew. So I was doing. You were the locking. big buff guy that was popping and locking? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. shit. So I started doing that and it just kept me in shape. Right. Uh-huh. And um, now that's a big score, right? I mean, that's 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 huge points right there for 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 the ladies. Right. I yep. mean, you can look all muscular, but yep. once you start dancing yep. and moving, that's yep. like irresistible right there. Well, what's cool about it was in. Now we can look at it this way. Yeah. But if you look at these guys that do the pop locking and, you know, some break dancing, it wasn't there yet, but mm-hmm. it was more pop locking. Um, it was like kind of uh, acrobatics. Okay. Right? And um, mobility. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of reference what we know now yeah. and how we move with animal flow and everything else that we're doing yeah. with what I can attribute it to from my youth. Yeah. And why I'm attached to it or attracted to it. Mm-hmm. What, what I see reference or what I see that I can benefit from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mobility. Yeah. I mean, you're doing some locking. You're kind of moving your arms around. You're using your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You're going back and forth. And whatever. what we were talking about earlier is just having control of your body. Yes. You know, having using everything of your body and having full control of your body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... And, you know, uh, it was an, another cool thing um, back then was that um, my friend's dad, um, he got out of prison, right? Mm-hmm. So he was all excited to have his son back and all this, right? So he was spoiling him. Yeah. And he went out and he bought him a Porsche. A small Porsche was a, like a little 914 two-seater convertible, mm-hmm. right? And, dude, we were like 15 years old, man, and we're freaking cruising everywhere the beach i bet taking off our shirts <laughs> venice playing like we're one of the big guys you know in our yeah. own head but dude we were cruising uh-huh. we we're throwing parties we were going to parties so i mean it was kind of like that that a whole vip experience at, at, in my youth uh-huh. um yeah i got out of control i mean i didn't become a drug addict yeah but i started doing more and more of that and less and less and less of what got me there okay right? So I went back and I you know, kind of told myself, like, okay, what are you going to do here? Mm-hmm. I had a photo shoot coming up with some album covers. 
right? And um, so album I, covers. Yeah, like I had some friends that that were uh, that were bands. Right? Okay. And they were looking for some some buffed dudes uh-huh. to be on the album cover. Oh shit! Okay. So they they wanted me to get in there mm-hmm. and and take off my shirt or whatever I was gonna do and. At that time, we were just like... I wasn't there again anymore, so I went back to the basics. Uh Always go back to the basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you find yourself so confused, you take a deep breath, slow it down, Uh and think about step by step by step. Yeah. So at that point, you know, I I said, okay, I got to get ready. They're giving me 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. One of those 30 days to do this. I wasn't out of shape, but I had been drinking a lot of beer. Yeah. So my abs... Weren't there yet. There, there were lines, but they weren't defined lines. Defined. So I just kind of referenced my book, went back to the way I ate. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm like 15, 16, dude, almost 17. And I mean, you could lose weight quick. You yeah. can get back into shape quick, muscle mm-hmm. memory. But the thing is, is that I had built such a physique that I was able to do that. And I really, you know, I, I still thank my cousins when I see them. Um, like, dude, really thank you for that because... Even mm. now, the physique I had was built back then. Mm. I just was able to to get back into the muscle memory, yeah, and then re you know uh, like incorporate it back into my body. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the way it is. You got to build it first. Uh-huh. And I tell my son this: you build it first when you're young, and you'll have it for the rest of your, your life. life. Yeah, and build that, that that foundation. Yeah, you know, exactly. and then just build it from there. Right. So, uh, so you you took those thirty days, you. I'm assuming you 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 lost the weight. I lost the weight. You got that that album cover. I got the album cover. It looks That's good. right. And it kind of put me back on track. <laughs> I mean, got you back on track. Right. But I mean, how was that? Like you getting back on track and 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 you know working out and and being more strict with the diet, but still, were you still partying at that same time, or like right after the shoot, or smoking out? Yeah, that's what I did. Uh-huh. I stopped drinking, uh-huh. but I. You know, back then you smoke a lenyo, right? Still smoked out. I still mm-hmm. did my thing there. Yeah. Um, that really was more relaxing in my head mm-hmm. um, than anything. And then you know, you know, if you if you smoke out, and if anybody's ever smoked out and worked out, you, to me, I got into it even more mm. because by the time you know the lactic acid came in, I was already three reps in, right? Like yeah. Three reps beyond. So I always tell people, I go, it's reps to failure plus two, because that's when I would realize, oh wait. My freaking arms are hurting me. Yeah, I was two reps past my my prime there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's kind of like a pain pain reliever. Um, I didn't wasn't smoking a lot, mm-hmm. right? But you know, my when I was younger, my cousins we'd smoke out before we'd work out. Oh really? Yeah. And so you know, they it, were. I didn't. I did that once, and it fucked me up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it was like I. So the. the that that time I didn't I didn't smoke anything for like I don't know like I think like twelve thirteen years so okay. I was but I wanted to try it out just because of uh, at that time all this stuff was coming out and, and what the health benefits of it so I wanted to try it out I knew some people at that time that do do that and mm-hmm. they have great workouts they said mm-hmm. so I tried it out and I needed the wall to help myself yeah. up right. I was <laughs> I didn't have coordination i didn't have balance uh, well we're, we're talking like acapulco gold right the uh-huh. shard from the yard this is like backward backyard weed the uh-huh. homegrown shit that they'd grow you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. neighbors had it down the street yeah 
I mean, you come into some cush and, you know, I guess you call it skunk or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever, you, whatever you call it now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come into some good stuff. Yeah, that's going to fuck you over three days. Right? Yeah. Um, but back then, uh-huh. like one joint, you know, you probably have to spit out a few seeds and like, okay, just keep hitting it. And then yeah. you feel relaxed. It wasn't like it is today. Mm-hmm. Everything today is so freaking scientifically driven. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was just like, dude, I got this bush. It's growing. My, my, uh, my nana uses it for alcohol. And mm-hmm. dude, I steal some every once in a while. I'm gonna dry this shit out and we'll smoke it. You know. What I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah. So that's kind of what we were we were hitting. On. So what were you? That's what you guys were doing. Yeah. So you got back on track then. Um. So so where did you take it from there? What, what was uh What was the next step for you? Well, I I um kept on going, and then I got this like again my downfall. Right. Yeah. I got this badass girl. Right. Mm. And then got into the comfort zone. Mm. Right? Okay. So I went from training every day, and then she was like, I don't think so, right? Because then I was attract, attractive to other women, yeah. and she's like, I don't freaking think so. That doesn't, that doesn't work for me. You know, yeah. I started little by little getting rid of my friends, not my, my guy friends, but the girls that I used to talk to and yeah. hang out with and party, party with or go to mm-hmm. clubs with. And, and it just became her and I. And then yeah. I found myself living in an apartment with her. Uh-huh. And then the only thing I had to do to lift was just body weight exercises. And I'm like, oh, my God. So you just got, so you got comfortable? <clears throat> yes. So you got comfortable yes. and uh, you started packing on the weight again? Not a lot of weight, uh-huh. but my uh, my muscle firmness was becoming more rubbery than anything else. Yeah. Right? You could, like, you could look at me and say, dude, you used to lift weights. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, you know, it kind of moved into, you got to get a job, buddy. You got to pay yeah. the freaking rent, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you can't work at JJ, the king of beepers. I mean, yeah, you yeah, literally yeah. got to get a fucking job. Yeah. So uh, I, I went to school, mm-hmm. right? And um, we ended up breaking up, right? Cause, mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is like the dude that she was with, was like all ripped, I'm like motherfucker, right? <laughs> so that's why take me <laughs> and then take take me and then take him, right? Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I I got a good job out of it. Yeah. Right? But the problem was is that um, you know my job was uh, uh, sitting down for a living. Mm. Right? So I, I went to school and I got into computers, mm-hmm. and um, instead of being you know moving all the time or walking around or just burning calories any way you can. Yeah. Um, I'm now sitting behind a freaking desk, mm-hmm. punching numbers and doing all this shit. The money was good. Yeah. Right? But this is where my health started tanking. Mm. Right. Um, I started gaining weight. So I started this job and um, within a couple of years, I went from like 180 to 260. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I held that for a couple of years. Oh, Jesus. So when I got to 260, this is where my second rebirth happened and, uh-huh. and where I'm at today. Yeah. Right? Um, I had all the knowledge when I was a kid. Yeah. I still had my Bible that I call it. It's a book of everything I had handwritten. Right? Yeah. And with little stick figures and everything else of how to do the exercises. Yeah. I had all my workouts together. And here we are. Mm-hmm. I'm way overweight. I go to the doctor. He's giving me all kinds of crap to take. 
high cholesterol, high blood uh, pressure. I mean, just everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I started taking what he was giving me. And I was telling him, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start eating more vegetables. And maybe, you know, I read that if you eat this and eat that, you know, you can drop your blood pressure down 10%. And he's like, oh, let's not get hasty here. Yeah. Let's keep taking this for a while and see if we can control it that way. Hmm. All right, dumb me. Right? Yeah. All right, All right I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So it got out of control. Like that was like a, a you know, a, a fake or a false, like positive, like, oh, I can eat whatever I want now because I'm taking this medicine nice and I can keep shit under control. Yeah. And it actually worked against me because now my numbers were, you know, increasing. Mm-hmm. So um, like my cholesterol level was at like 360. Yeah. Right? And it was supposed to be in like the 100s. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh my God, we got to give you more. We got to give you more. But when they kept giving me more, um, more side effects started happening. Like mm-hmm. I would lose patches of hair. I could barely mm-hmm. get out of bed because I was, you know, some of the side effects is like, you know, you get diarrhea. You see mm-hmm. that on the commercials. Yeah. If you get diarrhea almost. and you have heart palpitations and, you know, you're, you're cooing like a chicken and all these other things, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Don't take this medication. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't have that they didn't information. They have that shit. Uh-uh. It no. was just, here, take it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's scientifically proven to work. And um, so globs of hair were coming out. Um, I was urinating blood. Um, like, all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Fuck. So I walked into his office pissed. I, I, dude, I got hypertension, right? At yeah. this time, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to kick your ass, right? Yeah. So I walk into his office, and I see on the wall, Prevagen, all these different companies that he's been giving me, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go outside, and the motherfucker's driving a Mercedes. I ain't motherfucker, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm paying for your Mercedes while yeah. you're getting kickbacks from all these pharmaceutical companies for feeding me shit. You don't give yeah. a flying fuck about me. Yeah. All you care about is that Mercedes and you can golf and maybe your hot secretary out front. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that that it's bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, he gave me a prescription for the, the strongest prescription I had ever received, right? Mm-hmm. So they told me, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go get it. So as soon as I walked out of the doctor's office, like I put it in my glove compartment mm-hmm. and I said, all right, again, Referencing back to basics. Yeah. Right? I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to change the way I eat. I started uh, shopping around the edges of the store instead of going through all the aisles. Mm-hmm. Right? I just kept it like simple, easily mm-hmm. digestible food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my workouts, I was so weak, I could barely walk without losing my breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I climbed a, like a, a flight of stairs, like my heart was like ready to get yeah. it, right? So I said, all right. So I started walking. Went to, got a gym membership at 24 and uh, I started walking. Mm-hmm. And it took about 45, almost 60 days. I'm it's kind of recollecting a little bit. Yeah. But from that point, I got to where I could actually walk, speed walk, right? Okay. So I went from 360 to, I mean, 260 to 240 so i had dropped 20 pounds just doing that just walking just walking uh-huh. so i got all the pudge out of me so now i'm cleaning out all the chemicals right yeah. because the foods that i was eating because i had this false pretense that these pills were going to magically erase everything and i can eat yeah. whatever the hell i want packaged foods you know uh like uh, happy star meals i mean just uh-huh. like 
whatever. Whatever, even, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. at the office. I mean, they, I, we didn't take lunches. We worked mm. to our lunch. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of you guys out there could probably comprehend that your boss doesn't want you to take a lunch. Yeah. Here, I need you to get this done by this time, mm. and we'll go out and get you lunch. Yeah. Right? So they bring you some crap food. Is it, is it, I don't know if it's, uh, is it Google? I think it is. Is Google, like, they built kind of like a little village, right? Yeah, right. Like a little village right there. So, like, their workers, they can go ahead and they, they can take their naps. They don't yeah. have to leave the premises right. or anything. They right. they have their beds right there. Right. Or if they're, you know, if they need to get a, you know, coffee or whatever, right. it's right there. As long as you're here where we can see you. Right. Then, and, you know, and they're trying good. to make you happy mentally, but physically, yeah. you're not. You're not. Right? Like, you're, me, you're like fucking a, prisoner. Right. Okay, if you're going to keep me here, I want cryotherapy, right? I want a massage, yeah. right? I, I want some shit, right? Yeah, Get yeah. me in shape, mm-hmm. and I'll be here forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so here I am. I'm, I, uh, I don't recommend this to people, but I totally threw away basically what the doctor had told me, and I just went rogue and went on my own, yeah. right? So I'm walking, right? Speed walking after 60 days. I dropped 20 pounds. And anybody that you know out there that's overweight, you can drop 10 pounds easily. Like yeah. it's not that hard. It's when you get to 40 pounds you gotta drop. It's mm-hmm. like that's when it comes tough. 10 pounds, cool. 15 pounds, eh, 20 pounds, all right. I kind of worked for it. 30 pounds, oh my God, that was freaking tough, right? So I went from speed walking now to jogging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just cruising it five, six miles an hour. Just yeah. I got my heart strong enough that I wasn't tired when I was doing it. So I could jog a mile mm-hmm. and, um, and I, w- I felt fine. Yeah. So and this at, is what you were just doing yeah. at that time. Just that you right. weren't weight training or anything. No, you were just, just doing that, doing that. Okay. Just doing the basics. Uh-huh. Um, so at that point I said, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go out to the weight room. Right. Okay. And I started, you know, going back to lifting weights. It wasn't super heavy weight. Yeah. But it was enough that I felt it and my muscle memory started coming back, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm, I'm like, okay, what else can I do, right? Now I got that, that like blood taste in my mouth. Like I'm yeah. after it. It's what, what, what's next, right? I'm not yeah, going yeah. crazy where I'm crash dieting or anything. I'm just getting better at my meals. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I tell people and, and we kind of discussed this, you know, a while back um, about, you know, the Monday through Thursday, yeah, fuck yeah, Monday through Thursday, I'm on my diet, I eat this, I have all my calories, I have all my macros, but when Friday, Saturday, and Sunday come, it's a totally different ballgame. Yeah. And this is where people tank. This is where I started tanking again, because mm-hmm. I'd get to Friday, and then Saturday would come around, and then I'd go to barbecues or birthday parties, Yeah. and now I'm drinking a little bit more, or I'm having alcohol, um, or I'm drinking soda, Right. Um, And I'm not watching what I'm eating. It's kind of like a free for all. And, you know, anybody that that has like an eating disorder, like I say mine was an eating disorder because I could eat and I wouldn't finish until I was done. I didn't tell myself like, no, I mean, you are done. It's like, no, my stomach isn't full yet. Uh I, I, I could go back and I can get another plate of food. But I wanted her all at one sitting. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah, and I think that's a, a lot of people in the fitness industry deal with that. I, I think everybody that goes to the gym has some kind of eating disorder. Yes. Even to like even even myself. And and you know, it's something that I've been struggling for a very, very long time. And I'm starting to, you know, make some changes and, and, and 
having that mindset like, all right, if you don't fucking finish it, it's okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. Because I used to be like one of those guys, like I have to finish everything yeah. that's on the plate. Right. Totally get that. And if my wife hasn't finished and my son and my daughter haven't finished it, I feel like I have to finish mm-hmm. their shit as well. Yes. You know? And even though I feel uncomfortable, I still have to have my dessert. You know? <laughs> that I have to have. Okay. Right. You know? Right. Even though it's going to put me in a really fucked up place because I'm already feeling like shit and I'm, I'm still forcing this shit. Right. And it becomes... It becomes to the point where it's not even enjoyable anymore, right. and it's like you're, and it's like, and and you continue to do this shit every single weekend. You know, you you clean shit up during the week, and then on the weekend, that's when you know, we're all of us as a family, we're gonna go out to eat, we're gonna do this and that and that, and, you know, and then we're gonna go out to eat, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're eating their food, you just ate your food, you feel like shit, but you still have that ice cream that you bought, mm-hmm. you know, and you were looking forward right. to, and you don't want to pass it up, so right. you're gonna go ahead and just shove your right. your face with it. And and you know what, like with with me, it was the same way, right? Mm-hmm. You have to tell yourself no. You got to spank your hands and say no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have more control. Like, don't be a freaking glutton. Like, yeah. you're a fucking pig. Mm-hmm. You ain't a human. You're a fucking pig. And, you know, it's it's not because I had, like, a little piece of rice. No, I'd have a couple cups of rice. Yeah. You know? Or, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, rice isn't bad. But yeah. when you have three or four cups that are sitting, it's bad. It's bad. Um, and then, you know, going, referencing back to when I was a kid, and we were talking about me trying to get on that album cover and trying to lose weight and all this to kind of put me back in it for a yeah. little bit. Um, it came to a point where the food wasn't tainted yet mm-hmm. the food didn't become tainted until about 1988 that's when they started lacing the food i'm calling it lacing lacing the crops with pesticides mm-hmm. because they wanted wheat to grow anywhere in the world because back then um the world was in a hunger crisis okay mm-hmm. if you look if you guys look it up you know look at the hunger crisis of in the 80s and you'll see starving kids in africa and we as a human beings wanted to cure all so we started GMOing rice. We started GMOing wheat. That way it can grow in Africa under the drought conditions that they were ha- having. Mm-hmm. But then again, they're like, well, fuck, we just grow it here. We yeah. do the same shit here. Mm-hmm. Why should we have a ruined crop? If we can make every crop perfect every time, we can know how much profit we're making. So those things started taking its tear on me mm-hmm. because I didn't even, you know, didn't even comprehend that. Nobody did, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was, as I was gaining a lot of weight, I really believe a lot of that was from glyzophate, right? Because when I came out of this thing and I told you that I threw everything away and I started going back to the basics, I came back with some food allergies, Mm. some bad ones. Yeah. And I have a feeling that it was the glyzophate that kind of changed, you know, my, my DNA somewhat, right? Yeah. Um, So is that what glyzophate does? Yes. Well, glyphosate, um, you know, attacks your gut, uh-huh. and you know, glyphosate sprayed on a wheat crop is is usually glyphosate is a weed killer or a pesticide. Mm-hmm. So anything that gets on glyphosate is going to die, mm-hmm. bacteria, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll spray the crops before they pick it, before they do whatever they're going to do, and and uh, they won't wash it off. Mm-hmm. They'll just leave it on there. Because they want to be able to till the ground with a perfect crop 
no rodents, you know, no, you know, aphids, nothing. Yeah. And then on top of that, the seeds that they make have, you know, uh, herbicides built into them. So the pod, the seed itself comes out and grows in cement. Reference 10 years ago, there used to be this grass that you seed that you could throw on cement and you can grow a lawn on your cement. Like that's the type of shit that, that we're dealing with, with food. Yeah. They started fucking with corn because they wanted corn to be a fuel, Mm -hmm. right? Corn was more important than, you know, cabbage, Mm -hmm. right? Because corn not only made makeup, it made oil, it made you know, cooking oil, it was part of paint, it was part of everything. So they had to make sure that every, they would spend more money on corn because it's a cheap crop to grow and yeah. they get more profit out of it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the crops we think that we see that are food, it's mostly corn. Mm. And we're making fuel out of it right now, ethanol fuel, right? Yeah. So anyways, um, we are, I'm eating all this stuff and I started getting something called a leaky gut syndrome. I'm looking at it now and I'm trying to figure out back then what I was going through and what I was feeling. And it was a leaky gut syndrome. So we're talking about glyzophate. We're talking about herbicides and pesticides on on crops. And you're eating this. And like I said, it's there to kill bacteria. Mm -hmm. In our stomach is bacteria. Mm -hmm. Good bacteria, bad bacteria. It just kills all bacteria. So it, it like... It starts attacking the lining of your wall, uh, the, the wall lining of your stomach, mm-hmm. right? So there's nothing there to protect it. The mucus is starting to dry up. The mucus is gone. So the food or whatever is being digested in your stomach is now leaking through into your, your outer regions of your gut. So now we're talking about your intestines. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about prostate. Now we're talking about a lot of things that, that it could affect because whatever's in your stomach it's not digested or it's rancid or it's being uh, uh, broken down by acids. Right? Mm-hmm. It's poison. Yeah. It literally poisons to the rest of your body except for your stomach. That's why your stomach has the stomach acid to break that stuff down. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, you know, another thing was, was that um, I became allergic to salt. To salt? Salt. Oh, shit. So I can have like, I don't know, a piece of chicken. Right? Yeah. Like I can kill a chicken and have the chicken and the chicken has natural salt in it. Yeah. I can have that. But give me some freaking Morton salt, dude, I'll be passed out on the floor and you'll need to use an EpiPen to get me out of there. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird shit that happened. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, as they're talking about now, I'm not going to let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. How the fuck can I become stronger? How can I beat that fucker up? Yeah. Right. Get stronger. So I said, all right, I won't have table salt anymore. I'll start going with like a natural sea salt. I'll start yeah. doing this. And little by little, I use less and less and less. So now I'm deriving more sodium from foods, most more sodium from the minerals that I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking mineral water. I'm drinking all these other things to try to get that sodium in me without having to, you know, put it on my plate, put it over yeah. my food. I mean, taste is taste. I'll use a little bit here and there. But if I use too much, even on the good stuff, man, I'm, I'm out like a light. You're out, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's a, it's a burden and a blessing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the burden is, is like, if I do go to a restaurant, like, I'll look at the guy. I'm like, dude, do not put any salt on my food at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't. But yet the sauce <laughs> that they use is fucking full of fucking salt. salt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it just makes me more 
cautious about what I eat, what you eat which yeah. is a benefit. It's not, you know, a, a food disorder. It's like I want to feel good and yeah. not have a disorder. Yeah. So it just kind of pushed me to be more vigilant and and uh and, and more strict about what I put on my food. Yeah. So over the years, um I developed um this eating called the art of simple food. Okay. So what the art of simple food is is making food simple, mm-hmm. which is the art, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the food being all natural is the simplicity. Yeah. So now you're eating all natural food, five to seven ingredients or less. Mm-hmm. So let's go over that. So if you're going to make a salad dressing that's going to be art of simple food, vinegar, mm-hmm. garlic, oregano, lime, shake it up all natural mm-hmm. that's about four or five ingredients right mm-hmm. you want to add a little something else to it okay fine but vinegar doesn't need salt it's yeah freaking bitter as a shit right yeah. add a little lemon in there or a little bit of lime or you know if you're you're making food and you're putting together a plate you have like protein which would be like fish mm-hmm. and on top of that fish you put your own excuse me your own natural seasoning and then you cook like your veggies in an olive oil, mm-hmm. right? So you got fish, you got like Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe you have like a, you know, a heavier carb, like a potato, yeah. right? You leave that alone, but then you, you create some type of cool, like olive oil dressing to put over it. Even if you want to put butter in it, I would tell people use like grass fed butter. There's yeah. only cow and butter. Right, yeah. the milk, right, Tur- mm-hmm. churned, not you know plastic, not all these other things that are that are involved in that. It's mm-hmm. just basic food. Why do we do that? Because our stomachs love basic food. Mm-hmm. For you know hundreds of thousands of years, we've been eating basic food. Back up until nineteen, I don't know, thirty, when they invented refrigeration. Mm-hmm. That's when shit started getting seriously processed. Yeah, everything else is like you go to the corner, go to the deli get the meat, you have to get an ice box, which is ice in a box to keep yeah. it cold. And prior to that, you had to eat that shit right away. Right away, back. yeah, before it goes bad. So, I mean, this is the natural process that we're, we've only been doing this for like almost uh, 80, 90 years. Mm. And, and you know, our bodies haven't adapted to it yet. Now yeah. we're taking it even worse because now we're adding freaking chemicals to it. Right? Oh, yeah? Everybody's got to have their, their I, I could give somebody that's eating like uh, ragu pasta sauce, Mm-hmm. And and give them a real tomato, and they're like, ah, there's no taste to this, right? <laughs> give me a month, yeah. get rid of all the chemicals that you're eating right now, uh-huh. and then we'll taste that same tomato at the end of the month. Uh-huh. And they're like, damn, this is fucking good. Uh-huh. So you got to have that crave that that crave that you want natural food. Yeah, I mean, we can get. Uh, look, I mean, honestly, out there now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have somebody make you fucking food. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you got to be a chef. You just get online and somebody will make you natural shit. Oh, yeah. It, it's out there. Yeah, so yeah. there really isn't any excuse if you really Definitely wanted not. to go back to your ancestral being mm-hmm. that you can do it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How easy is it to go down the street to, you know, like the taqueria or, you know, now I'm seeing a, a, a bunch of noodle houses popping up. Yeah. But, hey, it's not the noodle that's bad. It's mm-hmm. the freaking sauce they put in it, yeah, right? Yeah. That broth. Yeah. yeah. Are, are they using knolls? 
like you know uh chicken broth that, that comes in the cube bouillon mm-hmm. or you know how are they prepping that yeah like dude just do it at home make your own bone broth like yeah. go online it's like the, if, dude if i can do it get on the internet and figure out how to do something i'm yeah. gonna do it but it's the cooking tools too that, that yeah you really want to have and that's my problem <laughs> so i don't <laughs> i fucking hate cooking i always do it as this i'm like all right i'm putting all this time all this effort into cooking you know hours in the yeah. kitchen trying to cook this shit and then in five minutes the shit's gone so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's not worth it. Right? <laughs> it's not worth it for me. I'd rather have my wife do it, right. or you know, I'd rather have you know, I'll pay somebody to, to cook it for me. Right. You know, but uh, but, but there's I get, the option uh-huh. to do that. Yeah, right? you got your wife, yeah. right? and you and you got the chef down the street. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but like, I get what you're saying. I mean, you have all these people putting stuff on Instagram and TikTok, and then they put these like one minute videos of how to you know make something you know super basic and just limited uh, uh, ingredients, uh, and that you can easily do on your own. It's just laziness, yeah. you know. And that's my thing too. Is like the whole laziness part. But what you were talking about, like the whole you know, uh, you know. Uh, chemicals and 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 we kind of just change our 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 food palette right we we change it up because uh i have a a severe sweet tooth and like nothing's too sweet for me so but if i have like an apple orange or it's it's not sweet enough you know but if i gave that to somebody else it would be like oh it's just too sweet you know so I mean, <laughs> I mean, but 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 I mean, yeah, I've trained my palate to be a certain way, and that's what a lot of people do, you know. Well, some of it is training your palate, right? Yeah. But a lot of it is is the sodiums, like I'm talking about, you know, salt, right? Sodium, table salt, right? Sodium chloride, but there's 122 different sodiums, okay? So we have mono monosodium glutamate msg right Mm -hmm. that right there you know they put in a lot of food and they hide it under different names right they're not going to say this is the evil you know monosodium glutamate they're going to call it something different they're going to be tricky about it right but they're going to put that in the food because when you get that on your taste bud Mm -hmm. i mean you could literally put anything in your mouth and be like god damn that was fucking good yeah so it tricks your mind or it triggers your mind the endorphins to love it to yeah. like it and this is what happens this is how we train our mind we're not getting that that triggering on our on our taste buds anymore yeah so it's too bland but yet it's natural yeah. right and, and and believe me there's a difference there's a difference between like growing it yourself and taste because you're you're caressing it right you're singing lullabies to it you're really giving some love to this plant yeah. versus some commercial crop that's growing, you know, 10 million tomatoes at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, farmer's markets and, you know, growing stuff yourself if you can. Or you have, um, you know, just different things that you have options for. Out here in Vegas, we have something called the Vegas Food Co-op. Mm-hmm. And they go to farms, small family farms in Utah. Mm-hmm. And they'll get their produce, their meats, their eggs, their poultry... And they'll buy it in a bulk and bring it back to everybody that belongs to the club. Mm-hmm. It's free to sign up. But, you know, you got to drive yourself to a certain location. Mm. And Dean Martin is one of the... Lo- Dean Martin and like Silverado Ranch, give an example, right? Yeah. You go to that location and you go and you pick up your stuff. Mm. 
and you get good meats versus going to Smith's and they have, or the other one, uh, what else do we got on here? No, Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Where they have that sale, buy one, get two free. Yeah. Right. It's dude. I mean, that's a trick. Yeah. Right? You think you're getting a deal, but in the long run, you're <clears throat> not because you're feeling like shit. Yeah. Right? I don't mm-hmm. buy, I mean, I don't buy drinks, right. Um, to make me feel shitty. Yeah. Right. I buy drinks to make me feel good. Uh-huh. Right? You go to a bar, dude, give me something that'll make me feel shitty right away. Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> so right? why would you want that for yourself, you know, in a food? So you got to kind of, you know, like, you know, just let yourself be mm. and, and feel what you're feeling. Eat a meal and see how you feel after. Mm. Is your nose running? Are you feeling a little tired? Is your heart palpitating? If any of the are ingestion, you know, indigestion, are you farting? I mean, all these yeah. things. I mean, there's got to be something in that food that your body's not mm-hmm. reacting to. Do some research. And yeah. I mean, this is called self-love. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And do some research and figure out what that is and just try to stay away from it. It could mm-hmm. be something as simple as salt or it could yeah. be something as simple as some type of like uh, oregano or cilantro, anything. Yeah. It could be that simple. And all you have to do is take that out. Mm-hmm. and you're feeling better yeah you should not feel like shit after eating a 100 percent all-natural food yeah. i don't give a fuck who you are yeah there is something deeper wrong with you if you eat an apple and you know you're you're going you're crapping like yeah. diarrhea like oh mm-hmm. dude i got the runs i, I got mm-hmm. you know uh you know when you drink milk and and you got that the shits there's something wrong there yeah right I'm, I'm, you know lactose intolerant mm-hmm. okay there's something wrong with your gut. Yeah. Because it wasn't like that in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Did you put it in your mouth and all of a sudden you had to feel that way? No, it's not until you got to your gut that you started getting that. Yeah. So this is where we come back and we talk about pesticides. We talk about glyphosate, and, and we get into healing our gut. Mm-hmm. Our gut is the most, I, I feel, and you know, that our gut is the most important thing that, that we have. We can go to the gym every day and work out, but we're not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, until we actually fix what we eat, yeah, how we digest it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can eat a chicken and I'm shooting out 80% of it and I'm only holding in 20% because my gut's not digesting my food right. Yeah, I just lost 80 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to try to do is shit out the 20% and hold in the 80% because that's going to make my muscles grow. Yeah. And this is something my cousins taught me like mm-hmm. way back when, mm-hmm. like, dude, you got to eat shit. That's going to do something for you. Like, yeah. like I said earlier, mm-hmm. and that was the whole premise. Don't eat something. That's not going to do something for you. If you're eating, you know, like linguine and you're shit, not linguine, mm-hmm. it, you just wasted time. Yeah. You know, when you go to train, where's that going to go? Yeah. Nowhere. You're not going to get any muscle out of it. You're not going to get any energy out of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're that reactive to certain foods, man up. Mm-hmm. level up don't yeah. fucking eat it so i mean and that's pretty much what you did then so i mean going back to your journey i mean you you started noticing that you started having like those that leaky gut and yeah. you found out that it was salt that yeah. was doing yeah. doing that and you made those changes mm-hmm. and uh how much more weight did you lose after that then so once i really dialed in my diet uh-huh. um i dropped down to uh 190 okay okay um and I then again said, you know what? I'm not feeling, I think I can go a little bit lower. 
So okay. I dropped down back down to 175. Back to your uh, to your weight back when I, I was like 16, 17. 16, yeah. When I was just kicking ass. Yeah. And I was kicking ass again uh. at that weight. And how, how tall are you? Five nine. So five nine. Well, one five seven, nine and nine tenths. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> at one seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I was lean. I was yeah. fast. Uh-huh. You know, uh, my my mental state was just on. I was just mm-hmm. totally focused. Mm-hmm. Right. Still working. You know, I, it wasn't school. It was work. So I was making money, but yeah. totally focused on everything that I was doing, mm-hmm. and everything started clicking again. Boom. You know, my book started coming out, you know, with my Bible my, as a youth. I started writing in more workouts. I started doing this and doing that. So about 2003, um, there was this contest. It was called uh, the NSC, the Navy SEALs Challenge, mm-hmm. okay? And what it was, it was a recruiting tool mm-hmm. for uh, special ops, right okay but this particular one was open to everybody right so the war was going on nobody was really jumping in Mm -hmm. they were looking to recruit people they were looking to do this and they were looking to do that and i jumped in it okay so every time that you went into a contest and you scored made a certain score yeah of whatever obstacle course they gave you Mm. you went to the next one so there were four and at the end of the fourth, if you if you uh, scored high in all fours, then you went to something called the Navy SEALs Challenge, mm. which was uh, the grinder phase one. It, it was actually Bud's UDT. So you went phase one, phase two, which is uh, the grinder's phase one, and then you went to the tank, which is pool uh, PT, mm. uh, water PT for phase two. Mm. And it was a 16 to 17 week program. And it fucking won. I did. I did. Shit. And I ended up finishing both of those phases. And at that point in time, they were like, okay, you know, we want to recruit you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Ah." so my grandma begged me, cried, no, don't go. It's Uh war. Your, Your grandfather, he fought, he got messed up. You know, your dad, he's messed up. Everybody's messed up that goes to war. You do not want to go. You want to be here. I was married. I had three kids. Mm-hmm. They're like, you do not want to leave your family. And I'm like, fuck, I want all the glory, right? Yeah. I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a conscious decision. Yeah. Because I had to put my family over my, like, dream. Okay. Yeah. But the cool thing was, is that I earned all the respect from everybody because I did it. And I was the oldest dude in my class. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't 18, 19 like these other fuckers. Mm -hmm. I was like already fucking 40 at the tip. 42 was the tip. I was already there. Yeah. And um, I think I would have went in as an old man, right? But I still fucking did it. I don't know if I could have done the full year that I was expected to do what they were talking to me about yeah. without breaking something. Yeah. But I still fucking did it. You did and, I, and I carry that, that, that really changed my mentality to, wow. to even like super alpha because I learned that it wasn't about me. I learned that it was about a team. Yeah. And, and when you were with a team, you're just one nail 
in in you know the pillar mm. and that that nail better be just as strong as every other nail because you're gonna fail mm. so this kind of built team teamwork anybody that thought they were like the john waynes or i'm this mm. and i'm that i can fucking beat anybody dude they they dropped out yeah because nobody wanted to help them uh-huh. you, you were a liability you weren't an asset you were a liability because we had we had boat crew and you know a lot of i i you know see these things with uh david goggins and he talks about the boat crew and i'm like fuck dude i, I know exactly what you're fucking talking about yeah i may have not have been on your level yeah but i did it uh-huh. and i know exactly how fucked up it is and and you know how they want to break you but it's more along the lines they want to make you better mm-hmm. because if i can break myself down deep down going to the truth of me yeah then i have nothing to hide mm-hmm. it's when you have shit to hide you got to fucking retract right mm-hmm. So I, I had, um, I, you know, I was working out crazy, right? Yeah. I had my old school workouts and really turned a lot of people on. Mm-hmm. One of the guys, his name was uh, Greg Plitt, like the world famous physique model. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I was working out in, in California uh, in the 818 and uh, he was out there in the valley and he's like, just looks at me and I'm going at it and I'm not giving a fuck who he is. And then he's, you know, going off of me, going at it, you know, and then we just started talking and we kind of clicked. Yeah. So I told him what I was trying to, to do. And he was a ranger himself. And he taught me what to do and how to do it mental, physical to get past the barriers that I had. Yeah. So we would trained a lot. So I actually got to work and, and become a friend of his. And um, dude, that was an incredible experience because that fucker, man. He was like, like he could have had me kill somebody. That's yeah. that's how deep he got. Like he said, breathe. I'm breathing, right? Uh-huh. Anything that he said turned me on. Like fuck, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes just lit up. Like yeah, you know, you know, I had like uh, salivating in the mouth. All right, let's do it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have you jump off a building. Yeah, fuck yeah, it sounds like fun, <laughs> you know. Um, but it really took who I was uh-huh. from all the years experience. And all the shit that I went through or didn't go through or put myself through or mm-hmm. achieved and just wrapped it up into one motherfucking badass, mm. right? That I was just unstoppable. I wasn't an ass. There's a difference between between being an alpha mm. and an asshole. Okay? Yeah. An asshole will put you down and, you know, I'm better than you and mm. I'm this and that. An alpha just fucking walks into a room. And people already know it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's exactly what, the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to say shit. Yeah. They just know. Like, mm. who's that fucker? Yeah, right? yeah. Right. So, you know, that was me. And he just took that and, and just kept driving it and kept mm. driving it and kept driving it. So, um, you know, through all these experiences, I, I started getting into martial arts. I had gotten previously into martial arts, but not into the way I did at this point because um, now I'm being told as a martial artist or a mutai that, you know, you can't lift weights. I'm like, well, fuck, that's how I got here. Yeah. Right? And that old school thinking, oh, dude, you're going to get slow. You're going to get tight. You can't punch. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'll figure out a way to freaking get around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Right. Yeah. So I, I went through um, this thing that was brand new called RKC, right? Mm-hmm. Russian kettlebells. And the guy that was teaching me, his name was uh, Pavel Tatsalin, mm-hmm. right? And he's like world famous, like that's it, right? Nobody can touch him now because he's too big, right? Mm -hmm. But back then, 
like I learned from him, I learned from Greg, I learned from him for kettlebells. Mm -hmm. So when I was going into fight camp, I had freaking the Navy SEAL training. I had the Greg Plitt mentality and the Navy SEAL fucking mentality. Now I got this fucking Russian that's mm -hmm. crazy just as much as everybody else teaching me kettlebells and just adding more drive to my head. Like, yeah. just keep going, just keep going. They will not fucking outwork you, mm -hmm. right? Boom, I started hitting kettlebells. Mm -hmm. So it got me stronger in the punch, mm -hmm. right? It got me stronger on the floor, got me stronger on the kick. I'm like, dude, I'm not lifting weights. I'm, yeah, lifting, yeah. Like, I'm lifting these like round things, right? Yeah, yeah. So the master uh, from uh, Sit Yutong, right, uh, Kru Toy, comes in and I'm, and I'm training. He's like, what is this stuff? And he looks at me and I'm like, they're called kettlebells. Mm -hmm. So I took him and two other dudes through a training session and their freaking eyes lit up. They're like, oh shit, you know, this is 2005, 2006 that kettlebells didn't exist. They didn't exist, right? yeah, at that <laughs> So time. these guys are like, fuck yeah, we can really use this. And they're doing all types of different moves and, mm -hmm. and here we go. Now I'm like, they want me to be like the head trainer yeah. for strength and conditioning for like the greatest uh, Muay Thai camp in the world, uh -huh. right? And I'm like, fuck it, now I'm training champions. I'm just getting them stronger and I'm giving them my mentality. And uh. them being champions, if you've ever trained somebody that, that is a champion, like mm -hmm. a world-class champion, they're in a whole league in Absolutely. You say something and they're, they perfect it in one move. And yeah. you're like, shit, that took me five years, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, here, how do we do it? Oh, you know what, we can twist it. And they're just making it even better. And it just kind of like glued together everything. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a while. So now I'm teaching guys to be more aggressive, stronger without mm -hmm. lifting weights. But then I said, man, I started getting bored. And I said, you know what, I gotta get back to lifting weights. Yeah. So I, I created this thing called the Underground Strength Camp. And the underground strength camp is like no BS, no rules, fucking gladiator training. Uh -huh. like if you could look at my camp, you were back in Rome, you know, 60 AD. With the masks and the helmets and everything? Well, you see me with my mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But no, it's, it's, it was just like pick something up and fucking move it, mm -hmm. right? Don't just lift it. Freaking lift it. Yeah. I could pick shit up off the floor or are you intently going to fucking throw something off the floor? Yeah. So these things really started taking off, man. And I started getting super popular with my workouts. People from all over started coming into the gym to train with me or mm -hmm. train in my classes. Cause I really didn't want to do one-on-ones. Mm -hmm. I was, I was more of a group thing. Yeah. Um, when, when I was younger and this is my whole premise is that, you know, Bruce Lee, Right. Yeah. I knew him before I knew Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. and the movie uh, Enter the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Bruce Lee just kept his mouth shut pretty much the whole movie. Right. Just sat back, watch everybody else fuck up. And yeah. then he came in and just kicked some fucking ass. Yes. Right. That was me. Uh -huh. I didn't want to be Mr. Popular, but you call me out. I'll fucking kick you to the ground. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing this with everybody. Like, dude, do not praise me. Do not. We're just all here together. Mm -hmm. to be like this one army of like strong individuals. Yeah. And then from there we can create and we can take over the world mm -hmm. in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Yeah. So when I moved out here um, in 2011, mm -hmm. yeah, 2010, 2011, there, 
Kettlebells didn't exist, mm -hmm. but I had a shitload of them. I had purchased like 300 kettlebells over my period of the five, six years that I was doing that because yeah. now my classes were 70, 80, 90 people per class. Oh, the gym got so popular that we were in like a 2,500 square foot gym. Mm. Not only me, but you know, I had worked with other people too, but we went, moved into an 18,000 square foot facility. So it was like a fucking huge warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of them mm -hmm. put together. Mm -hmm. And we were just training everybody. And I had my classes and I had my mm -hmm. microphone and I was there to prove my point. Yeah. Know? And <laughs> it's funny because like, You'd figure like people think that that when they walk into a fight gym, like, mm -hmm. dude, I'm a brawler. I can kick anybody's ass in here, right? Mm -hmm. I had a couple of those come in and they were biker dudes, right? And they come in, they're like, What is this fucking pussy shit? Yeah. Freaking stuff. And I'm like, Well, no. hey, we, we could prove it in, in, in the ring. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Right. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'd call somebody in. I'm like, dude, just watch this real quick. Uh -huh. and clap, 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 pop, pop. Elbow him a couple times. Boom. Uh -huh. Knee him. Right. Kick him. Pop, pop. Right there on, on the shin. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and that happened with other dudes uh -huh. too. Right. Yeah. Not just me. I didn't. But there was a big billboard out in front of the gym. And I was on billboards at this time because I was doing like physique modeling because mm -hmm. of, of Greg and all that. So there was billboards all around and right in the front of the gym, there was me standing there with my, with my arms crossed like this and I was all yeah. shredded and big. I'll show you the picture later. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody wanted, I want to fight that fucker right there. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, you know? Like, dude, <laughs> I just got through training eight hours a day, motherfucker, yeah. and I got to fight you now for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of like, I, that's why I say I don't want to get popular. You know, yeah. I just want to be, like that one dude, Bruce Lee, in the movie mm -hmm. that just keeps his mouth shut yeah. and does his thing, kicks some ass, and then gets out of there and nobody knows about uh -huh. him except for Dr. Claw, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but that's who I want to be. I, don't, yeah. I do not want to be like this guy that is, you know, this super influencer. Talk to me. I'll influence yeah. you. Right? You can tell by talking to me that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know everything. But usually the subject that we're talking about when you come up to me is something I fucking know and I love and I am like worship it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going to be that fucking dude that will give you suggestions mm -hmm. that will help you or, you know, try to push you in the right direction. Not, mm -hmm. dude, you don't know shit. Get the fuck out of my face. No, mm -hmm. I just want to be basically left alone in a big popular arena. Yeah. But one-on-one, -on -one, man, we can just sit in the corner and fucking have a gab that, freaking hours long like we're doing yeah, now yeah. like right? we're doing now yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely and then i mean like i said before in the beginning of the podcast that you know we have you know great conversations in the gym and i'm always trying to prick your brain about all these other I things i meant to talk to you about that what was that talking to me in the gym okay <laughs> <laughs> i know like some of our conversations can go a little right, long right. but i mean we, we get it's into passion. Yeah, it's passion. Absolutely. We, we, we're super into what we do. Um, and that's why we're in the industry that we're in. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems like just listening to your story is just, it's a challenge after a challenge after a challenge and always proving yourself, yeah. whether it's to, uh, to yourself yeah. or to, you know, to, yes. to, to, to somebody else. And it, 
and it shows you know uh that you were able to get stronger and stronger and stronger uh throughout your whole entire journey to you know where you're at today man i mean like i said you know in the beginning you're the only person that i know that trains the way they train i don't see anybody else doing you know everybody's whether it's everybody's doing you know strength whether it's bodybuilding or whether just stick to cardio or stuff like that you're over there doing very uh like whether it's you know the the, the maces and and, and doing all these other things that you do um uh yeah but um, it's incredible to see that you know you're still at it you're still going for it. You're still proving right. to yourself. The last conversation we had before all this shit happened, right. the whole a pandemic, you were going off to go train to doing some kind of hunting kind yeah, of thing. It was called Train to Hunt. Yeah, yeah. And that is crazy in itself. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. So you don't actually kill anything, okay? But what it is, it's a like forest that they've turned into an obstacle course. Mm. And the one that I was involved in was um, in Mount Rainier, Washington. So we were up about nine, 10,000 feet, right? Mm. And they'll take a, a tree and they'll put rope on it and they'll make you climb it. And then you have to climb it for time or you have to climb it and, and go across. So it's there's an army ranger camp up there for training. So they occupy that and you run a mile, sometimes two miles to an obstacle course. Yeah. Then you get to the obstacle course and you start performing the different obstacles that they give you. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you fuck one up, you got to go back, yeah. but you got to do 50 burpees. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking body weight burpees. You got 80 pound ruck on you. Mm-hmm. So you're fucked. <laughs> and, and you know you can do three or four hundred burpees in a competition yeah okay? so you got your bow we're hunting you're not a gun yeah. this is all bow so you got your bow on you and you finish the obstacle course you run another mile and then they have moving targets mm-hmm. okay so if you walk up to a moving target and it's you know you use your bow mm-hmm. you have to draw back your bow in a locked position and hold it for two minutes mm-hmm. before you can shoot your target yeah. and then you release. Right. And if you miss, they add time to your score. If you hit it, they take away time. Mm-hmm. Some of it is with spear. <clears throat> some of it is with bow, mm-hmm. but you're tired as fuck. Right. Yeah. Cause if you fucked up, you're doing about 150 burpees uh-huh. after in repeating and repeating and repeating. Uh-huh. You get there and you're like all shaky. So what the challenge is, is that you could be in great physical shape, but you can suck at target practice. Mm -hmm. So you could, all that great time that you made up in your obstacle course, you can lose it in the target practice. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, you can fuck up all your PT right there. And then when you get to the the, uh, moving targets, then you hit them, boom. You just like made up for all that time. So at the end of the competition, yeah, they're putting all these times. So there could be somebody that isn't in great physical shape, mm. but is a badass hunter that won. Yeah. So it's, it's bitching, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's challenging. And the moving targets, like we're talking like, you know, like shit being thrown yeah. or, or, you know, a, a deer that like falls and then it 
comes back up on a, on a behind another tree and you got to hit it mm. or it falls and you it, there's like different things coming happening all yeah, the time yeah, yeah it's pretty bitching um it's just uh something that that yeah just something else you're gonna do yeah <laughs> and that's what i'm saying though it's like you, you're always looking for that new challenge and to test yourself and like you're always leveling up like yeah. i said every time that i talk to you you're always leveling up when you're doing this thing or you're doing that thing or you're gonna start this business or you, it's yeah. it's always something new and it's inspiring to 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 see and you inspire me man. i mean i've told you this shit you know plenty of times like you know, I'm trying to get to your level, you know, uh, at, at, uh, at your age when I get there. So uh, uh, I see your work ethic and I see, you know, uh, uh, what you've done in your life and just hearing your story, man. I mean, now it all makes sense to me. I'm like, to me, it didn't make sense why when you would tell me about these competitions that right. you would join. I think you are fucking insane for doing that kind of stuff. Right. But now listening to your story, and I'm just like, you know what? It makes sense. And and you know what? And you were talking about the different tools that I would bring to the gym, yeah. like, like a mace or, mm -hmm. or an Indian club, right? Mm -hmm. um, the mace, right? I'm I'm bringing in 15 pounders, and I may be doing uh, mace steel mace 360s, which is mm -hmm. swinging it behind your back, right? Um, for people out there that don't know what a mace is, um, you can look it up. But, you know, ancient times or the old days, um, warriors would fight with a stick with a ball at the end of it. And at the end of that ball, they'd have a chain with another ball and they'd swing it around and they'd swing it around. And they would, you know, you've probably seen it in, in the show, The Vikings, right? They're swinging this thing around. They're trying to hit you and somebody's using their shield to block it. That's a mace. The maces today are a long pole, right? Light. But at the end of the pole, you have a 5, 7, 10, 15, 25, all the way up to 35-pound ball at the end. So if you're going to take a 10-pound mace, hold it at one end, and then hold it out, that probably weighs about 40 pounds relatively, mm. right? Yeah. So... We talk about how I have to keep the draw and I have to do this and do that. See, nobody else knows this shit when I'm doing these competitions. Like, I'm a fucking madman, right? Yeah. When I would bring in uh, my uh, mace, I would just hold it. The, the ball end in my left hand out, and then I would hold the other end with the draw hand, which is my right hand, and I would hold it out and I would time it for two minutes. Yeah. Until the 10 pounds, 15 pounds became light. Now I'm able to hold 15 pounds out and little by little, I started pushing the mace out further. First, I'd hold the ball in my hand. Mm -hmm. Then I would, you know, move it a little bit further. So now the ball is just a little bit out of my hand. Mm -hmm. And then now you're starting to see a little bit more stick and a little bit more stick. That's strengthening my arm. That's giving me mm -hmm. stability in that one side. So when I'm in a competition for the train to hunt, mm -hmm. that's exactly what the pressure is. Yeah, You got to hold that shit steady. Mm -hmm. It's got to be under time. And you can't cramp up. You know, you, you can't be shaky. Mm. You just have to do this and you have to do that. I, I even do that uh, hunting, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, dude, how do you do that? You know, and I'm like, it's, it's heavy. And it, it's like, no, it's you train for real world experience. Yeah. I mean, I've been into the bodybuilding competitions uh, real quick. Uh, 2012, uh, I competed in, in uh, Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Right? I didn't go to Mr. It's funny. Let me tell you this story real quick. Mm. I went to Mr. Olympia and they have, they have you sign an application. Okay. Before you, you 
go out there to yeah. compete, right? So they want to know a little bit about you. So the judges can see, well, who the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah. So they asked, you know, what's your gym? Underground strength cab, right? Uh-huh. And then, well, what, what kind of training do you do? Unconventional. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gladiator stuff, yeah. right? So I went into the Olympia as a fighter. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in as a bodybuilder. I didn't go in with Gold's Gym and, and all yeah, these, yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah. I just went in as a fucking fighter. Yeah. Literally said that on my application. Uh-huh. Fighter, gladiator training, unconventional strength camp, no BS. I, mm-hmm. Anything that was kind of like my keywords that I would use for that, I put on my application. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even have like any uh, formal training for uh, posing, mm-hmm. right? I just said, fuck it, man. I'm going to go out there. I don't give a fuck who's around me. You're going to look at me and you're going to see what the fuck I created in the gym. Mm. In the back of the, usually in, in, in the back, they have weights there where we can work out and everything. Mm. And I'm just laying there, not talking to anybody. And I started hearing other conversations and dudes were like, dude, you can't pose like that. That fucking judge is going to, you know, cancel you mm. out and this and that. And trying to freaking jump into people's heads, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, fuck, you ain't going to fucking get in my head, <laughs> right? Just walked out there, uh-huh. did, did my few poses that I was supposed to do that I thought I was doing right and fucking dude, I took eighth. Yeah. Right. I placed eighth as a fighter, as a fighter. (laughs) But the cool thing about this is, Uh, is that I was able to tell people, you don't have to be a fucking bodybuilder to be a bodybuilder. Uh, I can build a body. Right. Yeah. I went in as a fighter and I was in the Olympia, the -hmm. the gold standard. Yeah. And it's funny dude, because now I look at it as, yeah, fuck yeah, man, you did something fucking good back then. My fighter friends were like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, that had no bearing whatsoever. Now, if I was fighting in, in like, Pakrun Stadium, out in Thailand, and I was fighting, you know, the fucking champion, dude, they're like, yeah. But the people I was surrounding myself with didn't understand bodybuilding. They could care less about bodybuilding. Yeah. It held no value. Mm. Okay. So when I was out there, I went out there in the premise that it held no value no fucks given i'm going out there i'm gonna do my thing you yeah. like it you like it. if you don't yeah. you don't nothing to it. lose right mm-hmm. I, i'm out here right? yeah and, and now i can i i can say that i was one of the pioneers maybe even the pioneer that mm-hmm. paved the way for dudes in like crossfit to have a fucking bitching ass physique and cross over do bodybuilding yeah and then the next day go and do their freaking you know crossfit championship yeah you know, you can do both. Mm-hmm. I did. There you go. Yeah. Fuck it. Dude, I mean, you listen, you are a prime example of if you put your mind to something, you can fucking do it. Yeah. With all the shit that you've gone through and and, and the, the challenges that you accepted and, you know, you, yeah. you, you took over. I mean, shit, you were, like you said, you were... You were at 280 or 260? 260. You were at 260 and you were prescribed all these things and you fucking got to work and yeah. you, 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 you gave up the stuff that you needed to give up right. to get to your goal and you, you went for it, man. Yeah. And you did it and to a, a, a absolute true inspiration of, of listen, if, you, if there's a challenge and, and if you feel and you believe that you can do this shit, you know, go uh, for it. And absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, but 
Thank you so much, yeah, man. You're uh, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you want to promote? Um, better health. There you go. <laughs> better health. You know, I have um a, a just a Facebook um mm-hmm. like group called yeah. Bone Frog Athletics. Uh-huh. Uh, if anybody wants to go and just kind of sign up, it's open to anybody. I I post videos of mm-hmm. different types of like workout moves. Yeah. Right, just to motivate people right now. Um, the people that are on there, um, they like a certain thing. So I post things to that. Yeah. I get a wider range of audience. Mm. I'm going to post more stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I do want to tell you that I did create something, like I said earlier, about the art of simple food. Mm-hmm. Okay, And then my training that I created, um, that you know, the crazy stuff you see, mm-hmm. is called uh, the Sean Powers Muscle 360. We work everything. Mm-hmm. We work balance. We work mental strength, and we work, you know, body strength. Mm-hmm. And that's with any fucking tool, anywhere, at any time. You don't need a barbell to do this and do that. If you don't got one, mm-hmm. grab a tree branch and fucking do some pull-ups, mm-hmm. right? Motivate yourself to do better. Eat healthier. Yeah. You know, it's just simple. Mm-hmm. Just eat healthier. Yeah. Like, real quick, the simplest thing you can do right now to either drop weight or get yourself on a path mm-hmm. of health is drink a gallon of water a day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can get a gallon of water for 25 cents. You don't need all these fucking pills. You don't need all this and that. If you drink a gallon of water a day, mm-hmm. you will change your body and you will change the perception in your mind. I know you're going to be pissing a lot, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's about accomplishment, uh, okay? Because it's not easy to do. Uh-huh. Then it's about, you know, rehydrating your body. Your, your, the fluids, uh, your organs and everything else. Then it's about being able to metabolize fat a lot better. Yeah. And then it's about being able to have stronger blood because the more that we're hydrated, the better our blood is. It's not thick, you know, it, it's thinner, right? So it yeah. flows better and it takes the nutrients to the muscle better, mm. more oxygen. So these are things that, that just drinking one gallon of water a day, if you can't do that, these 16.9 ounce bottles that we have yeah. that we're looking at right now that we're drinking from, drink one in the morning and then throughout your 12-hour day that you're awake, mm-hmm. drink five more and that you're at 100 ounces. Easy mm-hmm. fucking peasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can drink six of these. Uh-huh. I could drink eight beers yeah. right? easily. Have me drink six of these. I'm like, well, uh, 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 making up excuses. Can we yeah. make a taste like beer? You know, but... <laughs> drop something in it drop yeah. something in it and, and that's what i do too like i'll drop something in it um like they, they have um uh, uh the the it's probably not the best but like uh those uh the water flavored yeah. stuff right or like uh I'll, I'll throw in some lemon in there as well just to change it up a little bit because right. i know water can be a little boring and stuff but i mean uh, uh, so there's some uh, the little tips and tricks that you can do to try to consume yes. and you know as simple water I know, but uh, but so where do people get all that uh, get all that information for for the meals and and the training? Well, we can go to the like I said, the Bone Frog one word, Bone Frog Athletics, mm-hmm. two words there, and you know we can have an open discussion. Like, ask me a question, right? gotcha. um, and you know I'll answer it best no. I can. Awesome, man. Yep. And if uh, anybody want to hit us up, uh, we're on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We got a TikTok too, man. Check I'm not dancing out. on there. <laughs> I'm not dancing on there. 
But hey, if we have to get enough likes and followers, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, all Iron Stands Fitness. Um, if you want to hit us up, uh, an email, uh, Facebook, uh, I mean, uh, uh, feedback, questions, uh, business inquiries, ironstandstraining at gmail.com. 